and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of TV My Husband Hates. Um, as ever, I'm here with my lovely friend, Reagan Kempton. How are you doing, babe? I'm good, I'm good. It's, uh... Yeah, just another week. Same old, same old. I know. <laughs> I'm worried that we might actually eventually run out of something to talk about. Maybe. I think if the world wasn't slowly or really quickly imploding on itself, we would have nothing to chat about. But as uh, it's I not, <laughs> we have I, I honestly, I honestly don't know where this is all going. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, you feel, do you get the feeling, is it, or is it just me, that this is heading down a really slippery slope? Yeah, I feel like the R.E.M. song, like, this is the end of the world as we know it, <laughs> is just, like, constantly my background music for this entire time. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And as much as it would be lovely for me to look over at your lot with Trump and all that and go, <laughs> you're a f- bunch of fucking idiots, I've got my own bunch of fucking idiots here. I mean, this is the thing. I think every Everybody's just a bunch of fucking idiots that's running running the world, seemingly. Oh, I think we should run the world. We'd have this shit sorted out in a heartbeat. Maybe. <laughs> but honestly, I don't have any fucking time. That's the no. reality. I don't have the time. No, not at all. I mean, I now have Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So if I can get it done three days a week, then maybe that would be good. But You're like worryingly, edgingly close on the edge of smug there <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Well, I just figure my kids already had their summer break at home. So now it's just time to get right back into school. And they're loving it. They love seeing other people. And I love it. I'm a happier, nicer mom now that I've got some time to actually do my work for work days. Oh, me too. Hang on. This is awkward. I think I might sneeze. Oh, uh... I think I'm fine. Okay. It's past. Um, yes. No. I mean, we've got four days this week. This will, We'll have four days in the house to work for the first time in, since March. If you told me that I had just won a two weeks all expenses paid five star trip on a private jet to the Maldives, I wouldn't be as excited as I am about the prospect of four days in my own house to myself. That's amazing. Four days is amazing. Oh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Ooh. I mean, I'm going to be on. I'm going to be so fucking efficient. You won't <laughs> even know where I've come from. There'll be blog posts. There'll be Pinterest posts. There'll be Patreon content all over the fucking shop. It'll all be done. Um, yeah, I've kind of surprised myself how efficient I am on my three days. It's like, oh, I used to be this way all the time. Hello, you. That's the mum thing, though, as well, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, before you had kids and you would go to work five days a week and you'd struggle through Absolutely. every task that you were given. You wouldn't get anything done. No. Um, when you're a mum and you've only got 20 minutes to do five days work a week, you knock you're that on shit fucking out. fire. Absolutely. You do. I mean, if anybody needed to hire somebody, they just need to hire mums. Yeah. I feel essentially that's what my job is, is being a professional mom, like... Being a social media manager, I'm just reminding people to get me their content on time consistently. <laughs> so it's either, can you please put your shoes on? Can you please send me your content? Can you please put your shoes yes. on? Can you please send me? It's just the same thing. Yeah. Exactly the 100%. same thing. 100%. Um, so we are here actually with only two shows, but we're going to drop in the Below Deck 
um, Sailing Yacht reunion because it was a one-episode reunion. We right. would normally do a mini-sode. Um, but actually, because we've only got two shows uh, to talk about Blow Deck Med and Real Housewives of New York because LA uh, Beverly Hills is on a Hiatus. break, um, we thought we'd just drop it in here. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to start with. Yes. So let's crack on with the BDSY reunion. I'm going to really miss that uh, that name for it. I know, but I also think that BDM... That we've that's true. Know, below deck med. <laughs> I feel like that sounds dirty too. Well, because it's an actual thing, isn't it? Is it? Oh no, that we're missing a letter for it to actually be something. <laughs> it's not oh, BDSM. Man. Again, our lack of research lets us down. I mean, that's like I I I commit to have to doing the research by next week for various uh sexual acronyms to make sure that we know exactly what we're working with. I'll come armed with knowledge next Excellent. week. Excellent. I'm excited. But but for now, <laughs> we'll just we'll, crack we'll on. just stick with what we've got. So BDSY uh, reunion was just another virtual reunion, obviously, yeah. and just a one episode show. Yeah, it was just like an extended watch what happens live, pretty much. It was. And um and also one of the most what's the word I'm looking for? International. We had somebody yeah. in Colorado, Mallorca, Italy, South Africa, Canada, the States. I mean, they really were all over the world. We had two people in Colorado. Madison was in Fort Collins, Colorado, and Parker is in Larkspur, Colorado. Oh, I did yeah. see that. Yeah. To go hunt them down. So, who knew that you were going to be in the middle of all the action? I know, it's so exciting. You should probably not hunt them no. down, by the way. No. That kind of thing. Yeah. Generally. Probably a really bad <laughs> phrase as well. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. uh, Don't worry, guys, you're safe. Yeah. Um, So we kick off with a discussion in this reunion about the love triangle, the Paget Ciara, Georgia love triangle thing here. And there were two things that stood out to me. Firstly, that Paget was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have gone after Georgia if I, if Ciara wasn't there, I definitely wouldn't have gone after Georgia. I call bullshit. 100%. That's such bullshit. Um, And the other thing was, was Ciara's approach to it. And when I was hearing her say it, I was like, I just know that Reagan is going to be down with this. You know, I've not been a huge Ciara fan through this entire season. I'm I'm team Ciara now. Like, I loved how she handled it. She 100% was like, the blame is on Paget. He's the one in a relationship. He should have shut it down and he didn't. And she came out like the best, most well-rounded person from all this. I kind of feel. She did. And I think that she just had a really um, badass approach to it, which was essentially, listen, either he wants to be with me or he doesn't want to be with me. It doesn't matter who's on the other end of it. Like, yeah, either he wants me or he doesn't. And he chose her and she's like, he chose me and that's fine. It's all good. Um, did it, you? Was it just me or did you get the impression that Georgia was pretty pissed? I f- when I say pissed, I don't mean angry. I mean like actually on the booze. Oh yeah, I think everybody was. I mean, wouldn't you be? I mean, these are, I mean, they don't have kids. I'm pissed now. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have kids. They're just home all the time. Oh, God, that would be so I would be a massive alcoholic if I did not have kids through this (laughs) entire quarantine. Like, if all I had to do was just do work and do the podcast, I'd just be drinking. I know. I I wonder if it would be boring, and then I think, no, No. it would be just the best. It would have been like a three-month holiday. Oh, God, don't. It's like you're talking dirty to me right now. (laughs) That's how it feels. You literally just gave me fizzy knickers. How you doing? (laughs) Um, How you doing? Uh, So, yes, I mean... in good news, it looks like Paget and Sierra are still going strong. They're obviously still on a boat in Italy somewhere. Yeah. That's great. Um, and I'm happy for them. I mean, Paget's a bit of a wet blanket 
Ciara's a bit of an oddball. Maybe they just make a great couple. I think they really do. I mean, I think, A, they both work really fucking hard on the boat. Like, they don't put their relationship first. They are there to do a job, and they knock it out. And I have a lot of respect for that because, I mean, they've been together for a long time. So, obviously, they have this shit down. I'm sure it's not the first time a girl has flirted with Paget. It's probably not going to be the last, though. I think it might be. I think it'll be the last time. No, I think it might be the first time a girl's flirted with Paget, <laughs> other than Ciara. I've got to be honest, I really do. Like, he's sweet, but I'm not sure, you know, he, I guess not, I don't know. I guess where I come from is, like, I think about the other men that we've seen working on these boats, and definitely there have been better-looking men on the boats, but they're all kind of dicks. And actually, That's Paget true. was I'm, a nice dude, pretty much. You're right. I'm being very shallow. He was a good guy. Yeah. We'll just we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, the other the other we the other thing that we get well, that's the terrible way to start that sentence. Uh, Parker's back. Parker is, is a there. better way to do it. It really kind of surprised me. He was there for the reunion. I'd kind of forgotten he was even on the boat. I mean, I guess he was there a fairly long time, but I don't know. Like he just he's just Parker. Like I I don't even really have a lot to say about him in this reunion. Other than he just no, I mean, copped to being too emotional, but he blamed everything on being new, which I don't know. I mean, in that, in I mean, yes, he was too emotional. Yeah. I like anybody that can own their own shit, even a little bit. Right. That's great. More on that later. Yes. People who can't. Um, and I have to say, if you don't know anything about sailing, then it would be a fucking shit ton to learn like right off the bat that being said he didn't know nothing about sailing like he had been on boats he did have some sort of background I just think he wasn't that prepared to learn he wasn't in the right headspace to let somebody fucking teach him not at all I mean he kind of came out like with like the biggest balls and acted like he fucking knew everything and I that was the main problem for everybody else right everybody else on the boat was trying to talk to him trying to tell him how to do things and he wasn't fucking having it so part of me is like, it's not because you were new. It's because you were a dickhead. Yeah, it's because he didn't like anybody telling him what yeah. to do. Um, and overconfident. But Right, but he looks happy and yeah. in Colorado. He's obviously still with Katie. That's all fine. And then the next big chat is, of course, the interior, um, which was full of ups and downs. Um, I think this... First of all... I just want to yeah. go on. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I feel like this is the first time Madison was kind of able to put words to her feelings because she's very open about how she felt purposely left out of everything by Jenna. And she felt like she was segregated from all of them. And I think we as viewers saw that throughout, but she had never, she never said that on the boat. And I think she was really struggling yeah. to kind of, find those words but here at the reunion she fucking had her words she did she found them I still think she delivers them in a way that's really overly emotional it kind of undermines her and it gives Jenna a way to just undermine her totally but Jenna comes in with this age-old tactic that drives me insane this whole it was a joke it's just banter and George is the one that calls her out and is like you know what it's not okay. Like, you don't have that kind of relationship with us or with Madison to call to, to call it that. Like, you can't do it at this point. You can't just walk in, meet somebody, and start ripping the shit out of them, go, oh, it's just a joke. Yeah. Like, 
not okay. And this is Jenna all the way through, like absolutely not taking, and the tears I didn't believe. No, no, no. It was a bit much. It was a bit much. And I just want her, like I've, the whole season I've really tried because I know she's been getting a hard time on social media and I don't want to add to that. But I might be about to add to it a little bit. But I've really tried to find the good in her. I've really tried to find redeeming qualities when she's done something nice. I've re- we've really tried. Yeah. And I really thought that after her declarations on social media about how she was sorry, she was owning it, she recognized her behavior, that she would come on and say that to Madison, that she would say that to Georgia, that, and that's, all, and that's right. all she needed to say. Yeah. But it was just defensiveness, excuse after excuse. And I just thought, it's just never going to change. Jenna hasn't learned anything. No, and I almost feel like, at least for me as the viewer, it made me feel like all her social media declarations were just complete bullshit. Like, they were just, like, voyeuristic learning almost like oh i've i've seen the sorry of, i've seen you know like the wrong of my ways i'm sorry blah 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 but i think you're absolutely right had she come onto the reunion and said the shit that she's been posting i would have loads more respect for her but now i just feel all the social media stuff was bullshit and almost a way to make people feel sorry for her like oh yeah, she's that's 100% her lesson. what it was like okay but you know what no, she hasn't. If she had properly learned her lesson, in my opinion, you are like she would have gone to the reunion, said everything that she's been posting to the people she actually hurt, and we would have been done. But it's it's like, you know, those keyboard warriors that say the most awful things, and it's much easier to say them because it's so removed doing it on social yeah. media. An apology on social media is the same. It's much easier to apologize on social media because you're one step removed. Actually looking at somebody, I mean, obviously not face-to-face because right. we were on. Yeah. But actually for her to do it on in that environment in front of everybody, she couldn't do it. No. And that was when I thought, you know what, you haven't changed. All you needed to do today, Jenna, was turn up, own your shit, and literally all would have been forgiven. Yeah. But you didn't. And it just felt like one more defensive move after another. And I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered. No. I'm glad you're off my screen, babe. Yeah. Go off in a van with fucking Adam and do what you need to do. Yeah. It'll be interesting if they have her back. Like, I don't see her being a recurring head stew. Like, she's not a Hannah or a Kate or, you know, anything like that. So I think we'll possibly get a whole new crew if they pick this up for a second season. I agree. I think um, there were two things about one of the one phrase came up in that discussion between Georgia and the interior. And then another phrase came up afterwards. And I thought it was really interesting in terms of the whole world of yachting and what is deemed acceptable. Georgia said, you sign over your human rights when you sign the contract. And whoever it was that said it, I can't remember, said it's a different world in yachting. Oh, I think it was Madison in reference to the guy that picked oh, her up yeah and, yeah yeah like manhandled her yeah it could have even been captain glenn but they said it's a different world in yachting and i worry about this acceptability of just going oh it's yachting it is what it is that behavior is okay yeah. and i think it refers to the bullying the misogyny the manhandling by the guests of it, it's really dangerous that everybody is in that mind space 
Well, absolutely. I mean, I think we're seeing in real life how dangerous it is that everybody's in that mindset, you know, about kind of the current state of race relations, right? Like, oh, you know, it's just jokes or it's just this, it's just that. It's like, no, it's a fucking problem. And I think it's the same thing in the yachting industry. Like everything that we pick up on as viewers and we're like, this is really fucked up is fucked up. It shouldn't be happening to anybody. Like people shouldn't be manhandling people at work. People should not be talking shit to like their underlings or wherever. Like if you had a job, like a regular office job and you treated people the way Jenna treated people that you'd be fucking slapped with so many HR lawsuits. It's not even funny. Yeah. We see it on the last episode um, when Georgia finally stands up to Jenna and says, Oh, because you're doing the bullying. And we see Jenna go and talk to Byron. Both of them are quite old school. Yeah. Um, yachties and Byron's like, it's just how yachting is. Like they just need to get on board. And I think, you know what, there's a difference between a hierarchy and this kind of weird bullying power vacuum shit that goes on. And it's just a bit dark that everybody's just accepting it and nobody's challenging it. Well, it's almost like a prison, right? Like this is just how it is. These are the people you report to. You can treat people however the fuck you want because they have no rights here. And it's like, mm, no, like, you're, you know, you're all still human. It's pretty fucking gross. And if you guys recognize that it's so gross, start making some fucking changes. Like, you're the head stew. If, you know, if you think that this is a problem, then you need to start changing it. Or, you know, like Byron's being, what, he's the engineer. Like, fucking yeah. speak up. If, like, yes, this is the way yachting may have been in the past, but it doesn't fucking mean it has to be that way now. Like, aren't we evolved? But the thing is, it's like, well, it's just like what's going on in the world right now because this current system favors Jenna and Bi- the right. Jennas and Byrons. Like, it works for them. They're the ones that have all the power. So, of course, they like the system. They don't want to change the system. They don't want to have to be accountable. So, they have no motivation to change it. It's just like, you know, what's going on in the world with the race relations that we, you mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, a lot of white people have no motivation to change it because it fucking benefits them. Right, right. Well, us, like yeah. it benefits us. So, you know, I think this is the problem, but I found it really interesting. And I think it was Captain Glenn that said that second quote. And I remember thinking, wow, it's even there, even at the captain level of a really good guy and a good captain that we all yeah. loved. I mean, I loved Captain Absolutely. Glenn. Absolutely. Really respected him and the way he handled and his decision-making. Um, but it does seem to be, yachting does seem to be this kind of um, abyss of kind of old school, dark, shitty behavior that people just let go. Well, and it's almost like, well, you're making plenty of money, so you need to shut up and take it, right? Like you making tips, you're making your salary, you're making shit tons of money and getting to see the world. So what the fuck do you have to complain about? And that's problematic. It's really problematic. (laughs) It's not, it's very, very problematic. Yeah. Um, but that aside, um, I mean, I don't think that the interiors are going to, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think that's going to ever be worked out while Jenna is is handling things the way that she's handling things. No. Um, I think her lack of accountability is really hugely, not to use the same word, but to, to use it again, is problematic. Like, if you never own up to what you do wrong and you just continue doing things the same way, you're, in my opinion, kind of a stagnant human being, like... What's the yeah. point? I wanted Georgia to be stronger in this reunion, to be honest. I wanted her to stand up a little bit more. I wanted that last episode, Georgia, to come in. And I felt like she could have called Jenna out a little bit more. Um, 
Yeah, but I think but, I think it just kind of mirrors that dynamic that they had on the boat, right? Like Madison and Jenna are the ones that are fighting, and Jenna's just kind of in the middle and doesn't really speak out on either side. Um, and I agree with you. I wish she had kind of stepped up a little bit more because the Georgia we kind of left the boat with was very, you know, clear in the way that she felt about the way they'd been treated on the boat. And I wish that had carried over a bit, but... Maybe she's just over it. She's off. She doesn't care. She'll focus on her music. Fair enough. Um, Jenna and Adam, I mean, uh. I, could you figure it out? I was like, oh, are you together? Are you not together? Adam's reticence is just so, it's just so irritating. You know, that kind of, I'm just too fucking good for this. He's just a dickhead. Like, I know. you sign up to and be on really a reality annoying. show, but like, then you're all like, surly about your personal life being shared like what the fuck dude this is not 20 years ago this is not the first time this show has ever aired you fucking knew what you were in for you knew especially what you're in for if you're going to start having a relationship with somebody on the boat you knew all this shit was going to happen don't play the poor me i just want to be like alone in my van then don't fucking go on tv i mean the man hadn't even fucking showered no he doesn't he give a even fuck. showered he just fucking sat in some well, I mean, the dog was cute, but like, I feel like that's it. I feel like that's it. Adam and his dog and his van. Yeah. And you know what, Adam? Bye. All the fucking luck to you. Knock yourself out. Go live in your van, but st- like, stay there now. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Don't fuck around. Don't come back for the money and then be a cunt about it. Exactly. Either be in or be out. And actually, I think now, just get in that van of yours with your dog. It looks like it suits you. You're happy. Move on. Yeah. And I mean, I think like, because we got a little cameo from Captain Sandy in this reunion where she's just like, Adam's the same he's always been. So, I mean, maybe in that way, maybe he and Jenna are perfect together because they're never going to own up to their foibles and they're never going to grow. So maybe that's fine. They've got that in common. But yeah, I, I really like one of my biggest pet peeves are people who go on reality shows and then fucking bitch about like, oh, people are, you know, writing about me or people are doing this about me. It's like, you're on TV. Like, you made a conscious decision. Again, this is not like the first time a reality show has ever been on TV. Adam has actually been on one of these shows before. He knew exactly what to expect. I, that, uh, the whining and the bitching really fucking gets me. I know, and it's really annoying, because not to, to be like completely unfeminist about this, He's really cute, and if he was actually a nice guy, he'd be a great character to have on there. But he's just, like, I I look at his face, and then I look at his soul. Yeah. And it's just cute face, ugly soul. Well, that's his character, right? Like, he can do all this shit because he is good-looking. So there's always going to be women who are going to go for the good-looking, unemotionally available dude. I mean, it's the oldest fucking story in the book, right? We've all been there. We've all done those about. dudes. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a horrific experience. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's going to be no shortage for him. Like, he can just be him. And that's fine. Just don't show it off on TV and then get all upset that people are in your business. Like, yeah. fuck off. It's re- yeah, it is. Um, anyway, who knows who'll be back next season. Um, Adam won't be. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, I really hope they do pick this one up again. It has been great. And I think the Below Deck franchise is going really really well for bravo no i totally agree i i think i would like to see ciara in the role of like the chief stew because i think that's what she did beforehand and it'd be interesting to see how she and like paget run kind of run the boat together that would be kind of my wish list i'd like to see that i agree i think it was a weird choice of 
of Glenn to put her on the exterior. Um, I'd like to see her on the interior too. So maybe they'll be back. Maybe Paget, Ciara, Captain Glenn will be back and we'll get a whole new crew. Yeah. We have anything else Who? to add about the reunion? Nope, I think I'm good. All right. So that brings us to BDM. <laughs> Pause for dramatics or a little bit of giggles. Um, I am already getting 10 times satisfaction, drama, endorphin rushes from this season of BDM than I got in, in the whole 11 billion years of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Like, this is such a good season. Oh, my gosh. Like, Laura. I can't. Such I can't a even. Dick. Her arrogance knows no bounds. And again, it's almost like the same thing. Like, she definitely is more experienced than Parker. Like, I'm not going to call her new on the boat. She knows what she's supposed to do. She's so fucking arrogant and thinks she can kick all this ass but then she is put on service. She fucking sucks. I know. Well, as you said, like, if you're going to be this kind of obnoxious, confident, if you're going to be this kind of obnoxious and confident about something, you've got to fucking deliver. Yeah. And she just, I mean, it's just awful. Not only does she not do good service, but she also starts to rub up Jess and Kiko the wrong way. Now, Hannah and Lara, I get it. Yeah. Like, that was always going to be fireworks. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Jess is super sweet and she lays straight into Jess. And Kiko, I mean, that's like kicking who a puppy. Start a fight with Kiko. It is like kicking a puppy. She kicked a, a fucking puppy. puppy. It's, it's not okay. No, no. Like, there, there's something dead in your soul if you could be mean to Kiko. Like, yes, he sucks at putting food out on time. It's something he needs to work on. But his food is really good and he is a lovely human being. He really is. And I don't know where this comes from with Lara. I don't know whether she has just been so spoiled and so coddled and told that she deserves everything and she's the most... Be I feel like that's what it is. And take no shit from anybody too. Like, I feel like on, on all of her, like, confessionals, that was, like, the running thread. Like, she has been raised to take no shit from anybody. But I also feel like you've misread that that kind of yeah. lesson because you still kind yeah, of, yeah, you've have really taken that kind, and run with it and you've not, you're not well, kind, but also no self-awareness, no. right? There's a certain, there's a certain point where, I mean, we've all known them. We've all known kids who are absolute twats. Like, and you just go, I hate that kid. Like, yeah. I know it's awful to say, but there are some kids that you just like, they're dicks. I just don't like you. Yeah. You're, you're a dick. Nine times out of 10, that kid gets to a certain age where they gather a certain amount of self-awareness and actually they turn out, to be pretty decent human beings. Or they get their asses Laura picked. never got that. Yeah. Laura, all that. Laura never got to that point. Laura just genuinely thinks that everybody owes her a fucking favor. She's the most entitled person I've ever, ever seen. And I have to say, like, Hannah is not great at dealing with this stuff, but I think that she is actually dealing with this pretty well, wow. yeah, I'm actually really surprised. Like, I thought this would be immediately Hannah's undoing, um, and and maybe it will be eventually because we definitely see Laura kind of kissing Sandy's ass a little bit about like, oh, but I just want to be on service and like all this just ridiculous shit. Well, that's just really manipulative as well. Yeah, like we saw what she was doing there, and Sandy fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, well, I think it's like the white glove service, right? Like once you see somebody trying to do that, that's like Sandy's soft spot. Like that's what she wants. But like surely, 
Laura is going to be fired. I, I can't imagine that Sandy will let that shit go. And right now, Sandy hasn't seen any yeah. of this. And I think Hannah's been very restrained. She's taken it to her now. We see it at the end of this episode because she does try to do what Sandy says, which is make her better. Go and fix it. Go do your job. Hannah's fine. She really sits down. And before she can even say anything, yeah. Laura comes at her and I think it's absolutely right that she drags Sandy away from her cereal, yeah. um, which you know is not. No. she's not happy about no. it. Like, there's going to be a better, a really fucking good reason why you're taken away from a cocoa pot. Yeah. Um, and I cannot wait to see Sandy's reaction to Laura. I can't like, wait to see Laura. like Laura be that fucking rude in front of Sandy. So part of me wonders if like the minute Sandy comes in, she's going to like tone it down, like be a bit of like, we call it here in the U S like Eddie Haskell, like on this old show, leave it to beaver. It was like this kid who fucked everything up, but was really nice to the parents. His name was Eddie Haskell. Yeah. So like when you meet people like that, you call them Eddie Haskell's like they kiss ass to authority, but they're fucking cocksuckers to everybody else. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Laura continues on her disrespectful tirade towards Hannah or if she changes it up a bit. I bet both my ovaries she carries on. Like, I think her arrogance is is so no is so beyond yeah. that she won't even recognize the authority of Sandy at this point. I think she genuinely thinks her behavior is acceptable and that she is right. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. We'll see. We'll see for. Uh, but I have next to say, week. the fact that Hannah didn't punch her when they I were know. in the galley, I would have. I would have. I would have punched her. I'm going to say I would have punched her. I, I thought she was going to like, and I wouldn't have blamed her. Nobody no. would have blamed her. She's such a dick. Do you know what it reminds me of? I know. I can't remember his name. I'm not going to say it. Obviously, right. But I know that there was a kid that we used to teach. Mm-hmm. that had that attitude as well. There was quite a few kids that we used to teach there that was had that kind of attitude. <laughs> but that's what it is. It feels yeah. like you're teaching, a, it's a year nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a year nine kid. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Um, oh, I've just remembered his name. <laughs> so good So good. they named him twice. Yeah. That's a little in-joke right there. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, God, I hope he's not listening. Um, anyway, I mean... We'll just have to see. I'm with you. I think she has to go. I can't imagine that Lara is going to get away with that, but we will see. We did also see Malia start to get a little bit more confident. And maybe this was her plan all along. Maybe it was like, you know what? I'm just going to give right. a little bit and then go, bang, this is it. Sorry, Possibly. I, I left no, no, you no, to that's talk fine. there while you were drinking. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think you're right. I I think maybe it was a plan or maybe she just didn't know she needed to have a plan to deal with dudes like Pete. Like she thought they would just automatically respect the hierarchy, whoever it was. And obviously that's not the case. Pete's bullshit chivalry makes me want to reach into the screen and punch him in the motherfucking face. He's such a cock. Um, Calling Molly a master and just all this disgusting fucking shit. Like, if I was Pete's mom, I, was, I, would, I would be so fucking embarrassed. I would too. I'd be on the fucking phone saying, sort your shit out. Yeah. Like, I hope she's she is mean your tech- boss. I hope she's rage texting him right now when she's watching these episodes. <laughs> like, how the fuck dare you embarrass me so badly on the television? <laughs> I brought you up better than that. I taught you better. He is, I mean, he's a meathead, yeah. right? He's just like the the... Rhymes that they're singing in the galley, roses are red, violets are blue, my bus driver's titties are bigger than you. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it's not even grammatically correct. Um, 
But he, you're right, this master thing and all this. And she finally has a chat with him. And she's like, listen, you know, you don't get on board. You don't treat me with respect. Then you'll, you won't be my lead deckhand. Um, I don't know how he's going to respond to that. I really want him to go, do you know what? Marley is right. She's great. And it, and, you know, I'm not going to let my ego get in the way of what could be a great summer. So I'm going to put my bullshit aside and I'm really going to step up for her and do the job and make my mum proud. Right. That's what I want him to say. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think he's, I think he's going to trip over his ego. Yeah, but I think he may be the only one because... While Alex was laughing at those ridiculous rhymes, he also, like, we see the little montage where he was raised by a single, like, working mother. And so, like, he's very respectful for women. I think he will fall in line very easily with Malia. I think he's used to having strong women in his life, so I think he's fine with that. And I think Rob is, too. Like, we get kind of that background of Rob and his mom and, you know, the alcoholism and the struggles and his his drug running and... There's a lot going on with Rob um, that I don't think we initially saw. Like, I just thought he was going to be this, like, pretty boy deckhand because he was modeling and whatnot. But I think there's some substance there. And I'm pretty excited to see how Malia, Rob, and Alex work together because I think they'll be fine. I think Pete will be very much on the outs because he's being such a cock. Well, I hope that's how it goes. Like, what I hope doesn't happen is that Pete pulls Alex over to his bullshit. Like, I really hope that Alex is strong enough to go, do you know what, Pete, just fucking get on board. Yeah. Don't be a dick. With regards to Rob and the rumours that he's dating Madison, rumours slash pretty sure, um, I actually, having learnt more about Rob, that match actually now makes a lot of sense. Like, they both have suffered quite serious family traumas. They've gone through a lot of shit. That, you know, I think actually maybe this is something that could really work. I'm excited I know, for me it. too. I've been, like, stalking both of their Instagram accounts to, like, try to find more. There hasn't been anything yet, but we'll see. Oh, you'll keep on that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm very excited to see Sandy rip Lara a new one. And I honestly think if Lara is not fired by the end of the next episode, it'll be a fucking miracle. Oh, yeah, because I think we've seen people fired for much less. And, I mean, the fact that she starts 30 minutes late, like, just because, just to be an asshole, like, <laughs> oh, it's just too much. Dick. It's just too much. Just, <laughs> it's so much. It makes my blood boil like it makes me rage i can't bear it it's oh it's too much for me no so we'll see how it turns out next week while we've got you here we'd love to talk to you about our brand new patreon account woohoo it's all the extra content that is not only about reality tv but all the other tv that we happen to be watching and if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. Let's move over now to our third and final show, which is, of course, Real Housewives of New York City. Now, we don't have any Beverly Hills this week. You're saying that they're on hiatus till they're July. They're on hiatus until July. Like the Real Housewives, they're running old shows with like the Housewives commenting on them, but I don't really feel like that's worth our time to then watch people commenting on an old show and commenting on the people comment. Like that's a little too yeah, it meta. Starts to get, <laughs> I was about to say it starts to get a bit too meta at that point. Um, so we ditched Beverly Hills yes. and we moved straight on to New York where um, we've got 
Oh, man. I mean... <sighs> We've got Dorinda being going back to her old self, but this is Tinsley's final episode. Yeah, I mean, they even did the whole, like, end credits on, like, where she's going now, which was shocking to see at, like, episode 11 of a show. But um, what really pisses me off about Dorinda in this episode is she has been fucking on Tinsley's jock to talk about her and Scott from almost the very beginning of the season. And the minute Tinsley tries to, tries to, and it's good, Dorinda just fucking shoots her down and doesn't want to talk about it and just talks over her and is a real fucking asshole to her and brings in like Luann and Ramona's even a dick to Tinsley too. And it's just like, this is just bullshit, man. I'm starting to think it's two things with with Dorinda. Yes, I know she's going through some shit, and I think there's an element of jealousy that somebody might be finding the happy ending that was sort of snatched away from her. Fine, all right, go to therapist, figure that shit out. But also, I'm starting to feel like Dorinda absolutely has a fundamental problem with the spotlight being on anybody else because she's pissed at, at Tinsley for trying to take her moment and t- and talk about Scott and say how happy she is and. You know, Leah's right. She's like, just give her this. Like, just give her this. Right. She's on her way out. It's not going to hurt. Just let her talk about it. What's the fucking problem? And then at Ramona's birthday planning, I I don't know whether I was going mental here, but Dorinda is pissed that Ramona wants her her birthday to be about her. Yeah. That's 100% the gist of the situation. I mean, forgive me if I'm mistaken, but surely your birthday is the one day where you can go, it's about me. Yeah, especially if you're paying for it and you're coordinating it all and you're throwing this big party. Like, I am really baffled at why Dorinda is so angry that Ramona is not including other people's birthdays who are around the same time, which is Dorinda and Sonia. Because, like, they have had group birthdays in the past. I don't even understand why this is a question. I would punch somebody in the face if I was planning like (laughs) my big birthday and they're like, oh, so-and-so's birthday is like a couple weeks after yours. Don't you think you should do a joint birthday party? It's like, fuck no. It's my birthday. Note to self, don't (laughs) suggest joint birthday with Reagan. Unless it's pre-planned. Like we can. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. But the pre-planning thing would be fine. Yes. Like you can't just turn up. At the fucking final hurdle and go, oh, can I jump on board? No. No. Fuck off. Go Like, I'm solidly team Ramona on that. Like, Ramona has nothing to apologize for. She has nothing to feel bad about because she's throwing herself a fucking birthday party. It doesn't matter if she's in, like, a table in the middle with a spotlight on her. It's her fucking birthday. Knock yourself out, babe. You do you. And And can I just say that if I was Dorinda going to that thing... You're there to support. You're there to go, oh, that's lovely. Oh, my God, it's going to be so great. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so happy for you. That's your fucking job. Yeah, you're a friend. What can I do to help? Is there anything I can do? Or just fucking shut up, eat the sweets, drink the champagne, and let her plan her birthday. Don't hijack it and make her out to be a selfish bitch because she's throwing herself a birthday party. No, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Just drink your champagne and have a good time. Actually, be happy you're not having to plan any of this shit or coordinate anything. Right. And also the other thing that Dorinda said that really made me want to climb into the TV and fucking spoon her eyes out with a blunt (laughs) spoon um, 
when she's talking to Tinsley at dinner and she does that awful thing about, she's going on about, oh, you're going to move out of a hotel, move out of your hotel, as if, like, she's such a child, she can't even have her, I mean, it's a residential apartment. I think it's fine. Yeah. Service departments, she's good. But then she says, <laughs> I've got a turkey baster, maybe you can try to have a baby. Like, I was she like, crosses all the fucking lines. All the lines. All we know about Tinsley is that she's desperate for children. She's frozen. This has been an emotional fucking upheaval for her. The whole baby egg freezing thing. Like, this is too much. And to say that is so... It, it, something went on in Dorinda's brain that's like, what's the worst yeah. thing that I can say? That's it. And I'm going to say it. And at that point, I go, Dorinda... I don't care how down to earth you are. I don't care how protective you are of Leo or all the rest of it, whatever it is. All of you, there's nothing that can redeem you right now. No, it is so gross. She did not make it nice, which is her old shtick anyways. And I've never, I feel like we've never really, I mean, we've seen bits of this kind of mean Dorinda, like when she threw Luann's mugshot in her face last season about the the wine and whatever. But like, this is low and gross. And dirty. And it's a whole new level. Ugh. And I do think that there's, I do yeah. think she needs to sit down with her therapist and really work this shit out because I, I don't think, you know, she's not a Lara. She's not no. an inherently terribly egotistical, entitled cowbag. We've seen her be very different. Yeah. There's definitely something, but she needs to work it out. And I really hope that she's watching this back and going, holy fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Maybe I need to work. Maybe I need to do some work. It's like she's got like a 20 year old daughter, like Hannah. Like, how the fuck would she feel if anybody said that to Hannah? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, but even your daughter watching that? Yeah. It's like that would be not okay for me. No, it's so like anti girl. Like, do you know what it's, I'm it's, saying? Like, you don't do that human. shit to your girlfriends. You don't do that to, shit to anybody. That's just mean. I know, it really is. It's like she's going out of her way to be as vile as she can possibly be. Um, and I love that Tinsley got her happy ending. Yeah. Like, I know that it's moving fast, but I think if you've been together for two years oh, and then you break up and then you get back, if you're getting back together, you're getting back together because you're getting married and you're having kids. You don't go backwards and forwards. No. Also, this is not like, it's not like she's 20 years old and this is her first relationship. No. Like she's, I think um, like in her forties, maybe mid forties, like fuck. Like when you first get together at that point, like, you know what you want. You both know where you want to go. Like who the fuck cares? Yeah. I think that moving, getting her out of New York, getting her away from those God awful women. Yeah. Um, I wanted to marry Scott, have babies. That would be interesting, Tinsley with babies. Yeah. But do all of that and just have her happy ending and leave Dorinda to drown in a cesspit of her own venom. Yeah, because she's just so fucking miserable right now. Like, I don't know if part of it's like, did she ever just like not grieve Richard? Like, did she just like jump onto the thing with John? His name was John, right? Yeah. yeah. Did she just like <laughs> jump into the bed with John or jump into being with John and then like just kind of push herself forward? And now that she's ended that, is she finally just fucking trying to deal with the grief of losing her husband? Because it's... I think that's a lot of yeah. it. And I think it's not just the grief of losing a husband, but also a grief of leaving the, losing the lifestyle. Right, right. And not actually in a... I, I don't actually mean that in a materialistic yeah. way. She's still got a shit no, ton of stuff. Fine. But I think... The lifestyle of having her lobster, like her soulmate, her friend, and and 
all the friends that they had in London and all over the world. I think that's what she's finally grieving. And I think seeing other people get their happy ending or being happy is very, very difficult and triggering for her. Um, That being said, it's not a fucking excuse. No, you suck it up and you're happy for other people. That's what you do. Yeah, and you work your shit out. Like, if you know that you're miserable and you're unhappy and you can see it, because she knows she's doing it. Fuck yeah. She's not sleeping well at night. No. After that. She's drinking way too much. You call your therapist. You call your fucking therapist and you get this shit sorted. And I think that's where she is. And it's sad to see because I always like Dorinda. I do do too. And I say do because I I do feel like she will come back from this, but it's like, ick. I know. I I want it to happen soon. Every episode I see of that behavior, it just makes my skin crawl. Well, because I feel like we've been a bit on and up down. Like she'll have a really fucking terrible episode and then like she'll be fine. And then, like, yeah. this is, like, really gross. And now we have to wait until July to see, like, a nice, a nice Dorinda. So, yeah, so that's it. So we've got no housewives for two weeks, two no. or three weeks, maybe. But next week, but we- Million Dollar Listing LA is starting on the 16th. And Frederick's in that, isn't he? He is. So that will... I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be exciting. That will be good. So we so next week we'll only have two shows. We'll have Below Jet Med and Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, we will also have a mini-sode covering the Vanderpump Rules reunion, which has been fucking fire if you guys have been watching that. I mean, I've only watched the first one, and it was pretty explosive, so I'm pretty excited. Can I ask, did they get that in before lockdown? Is it virtual or it's is virtual. it in the studio? No, it's virtual. But... That takes nothing away. I think almost that makes people worse. Like, because they're not sitting by each other, they can just spill all the fucking tea and the shit, and you get to hear a lot of it. Well, there's also a lot to talk about. Maybe we should do a Patreon episode about the Stasi Kristen news, because they've obviously been fired off the back of racist uh, actions and comments that they've made. So maybe we can do some Patreon content on that. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Patreon, if you haven't heard, we are also over there and you get sweet ass bonus content like our thoughts on Kristen and Stassi over there. So I think there's three different tiers just to support us is three pounds a month to get access to our monthly bonus content is five pounds a month. And if you want fucking bonus ass content every week, pony up the 10 quid and you will get it. You will. Yep. I mean, I don't know when we'll do it, but we'll fucking find the time. We'll figure it out. Um, but for now, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of TV My Husband Hates. Um, we hope that you have a really, really great week. Yeah, keep your heads up, guys. And remember that smart people watch reality TV too. They do. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.